Hey, hey, Youth Ministry Nation, I'm Kurt. This is my good friend AC. Hello. Let's talk youth ministry. What's up, dude? How are you, my friend? Good. All right, what do we got going on? Sweet. Um, we have a lot of emails. Oh, good. We are we're jumping with the emails. Okay. Um, and some are... Uh, kind of like recurring. There's a recurring theme of I'm new yeah. in youth ministry, so I feel like we are yeah. we're hitting a stride of new youth workers. Okay, um, and we have a few shows on that. So I'm gonna send Alvin McCarley the links to those. To so those. we've already covered. So, so Alvin's covered. question was on brand new. Well, how yeah. do I start? We've yeah. talked about that two or three times. Yeah. So we'll send, we'll just we'll send him some okay. uh, links to okay. that. What else we got? Um, this by one way, is super. By long. the way, yeah. Before you read that long one. If for some reason, people watching, oh, for crying out loud, Nicole, quit calling the show. All right. If for some reason, people have not seen last week's podcast where yeah. we had Steve, Steve Adams, oh, yeah. our children's pastor, yeah. it's worth going back and it looking is. at. It's one of the it more is. popular ones, and it's very, very cool. Yeah. How yeah. to get along with your youth or your children's ministry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's very see rare. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to read this out in its entirety. Okay. It's a long, pretty long email, but if you listen to it, I think you'll find a bunch of topics that we could probably talk on. Okay. Um, and you can also find yourself somewhere in there. So okay. listen to the email and then we'll kind of like okay. discuss it. Okay. Um, it doesn't want to be named, so I will keep that uh, private. All right, here's my situation. I've been in my current ministry for just under a year. This is my first full-time gig, and my wife and I are super excited to make the... Uh, me and my wife were super excited to make the five-hour move from home to be a part of this church. Mm -hmm. But we quickly found that things were not as seemed in the interview. Mm -hmm. There is little urgency to seek lost people, some theological differences, mm -hmm. little in place to facilitate adults to grow, mm -hmm. and I'm running the youth, children's, and worship programs, mm -hmm. so I'm not doing anything well. <laughs> we are not comfortable inviting new people to our church and would not attend if we were not employed. Mm -hmm. We spent about two months praying and trying to figure out what God wants us to do, mm -hmm. and we feel like it's time to leave. Mm -hmm. I have sent my resume out and will likely be getting a couple of job offers within the next few weeks, mm -hmm. hopeful. Though we do not like the church, we have developed strong relationships mm -hmm. with students and the volunteers and the student ministry. We know we need to leave, but I'm not sure how to do that without people feeling burnt. We legitimately love and care about these people, but we have to leave. We have to live out our calling to pursue lost people. What can I do to make this transition as smooth as possible? Mm -hmm. Oh wow. boy, that's loaded, right? Loaded. He's definitely been thinking and processing. And They've been there how long? One year? Um, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Old, the old, ooh, this church isn't what we thought it was. Yeah. Right? Um, not too long ago. Actually, I should change that. A while ago. Yeah. Um, I was sitting at a youth specialties conference out during in their kind of like their main hangout area in between sessions or workshops. I was sitting there with a friend, and we were watching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of youth workers walked by. And he leaned over to me and he said, Hey, Kurt, how many of those youth workers do you think love their church? And how many of those youth workers do you think would go to their church if they weren't employed by their church? Yeah. And I said, I think, <laughs> sadly, a lot of them yeah. don't love their church and wouldn't choose to go there if they weren't employed. Yeah. Um, which is what this guy's getting at. Yeah. Right. Um, all right, so. A year in. A year in. A year I'll, in. I'll, I'll cut the chase. Yeah. A year in, 
there's no way to leave without it being messy. Yeah. There's no way. Um, unless it's obvious to everybody. The only way you can leave without it being messy a year in, well, you, you can't. I was going to say maybe if you got released and it was obvious that you, des you deserve to be released. Yeah. You know? But um, you, if you've been doing a decent job and you've built good relationships with parents and students, those parents and those students like the church. That's why they go there. Yeah. They're, they're, they're into it. Um, it's going to be very hard to leave after one year without that causing messy. without yeah. it being messy. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger picture, the bigger lesson. So I, I mean, all I can say is, exit strong, exit after a year the same way you try to exit the same way you would if you had been there five or ten years. Yeah. Gracefully do it right, finish strong. Yeah. Leave it in good hands, you know. Empower mm -hmm. your volunteers. Make sure that things are set up for whatever period of time there's going to be yeah. between you and the next person. Um, but just prepare yourself. There will be people who say some hurtful things. Um, there will be people who don't understand. There will be people who will want to ask you for the all the dirty reasons. Yeah. Why are you really leaving? You've only been here for a year. It's not your. It's not the time to share all the stuff that you put in the email. Yeah. Um, that's separate. I think the bigger lesson in this is for other people watching the show is how do you not be the guy or girl who gets to a church and very quickly realizes, oh, this is not yeah. the church I thought I was coming to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right? They've yeah. been there a year, but it didn't take them a year to figure all that figure out. It out. Yeah. So what would you say, AC, would be some ways Man. to avoid finding yourself in this situation to start with? I think expressing values. I feel like, I mean, even as a believer, especially if you're in ministry, there are values you have. And it seems like their value was reaching the lost. Yeah. Now, every church would say, no one would say, we don't reach the lost. We do reach the lost. We're, we're active in reaching the lost. It may not be the way you want to do it or as, you know, as strong or as prominent of a ministry that you would love it to be in the church, but every church would say that they're doing that. And I think there are a few more values that you may see that needs to be, you know, sh shared or done when it comes to reaching the lost yeah. that you just don't see the church is doing. Right. And I think if a church, if you sat there in an interview and you gave your values, well, my, one of my values is to reach the lost, man. I feel like God has called me to evangelism. And that's a huge piece of, you know, my heart and my ministry. Um, and that's communicated. Um, I would say it could be communicated. Oh, we love that. Right. Uh, that may be a piece that we're missing that you can be a part of. Yeah. But I say, you know, communicating that so that they get an opportunity to right. say, okay, well, yeah, we, we reached the lost, but we want to hire you to do A, B, and C. You need to invest in those who are leading ministries. Or if you're over the youth, you're over, you know, it seems like you're over an array of things. Yeah, and there they are. A large thing, a large amount of things is like in some big prominent ministries, like yeah. children's, youth, and worship team. I mean, right there, what are, what are, Things that they want you to actually focus on because it seems like what they may want him to focus on he's thinking about something completely different I see and, you know what I mean yeah, now, and so making that clear right and, and what we don't know I see is I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna read between the lines it to me when I read that email yeah it feels like 
they had a pretty clear picture when mm -hmm. they said yes because yeah. they said when we got there we realized it's not the church we thought it was yeah now it's possible that they didn't ask the right question you know i think when you're interviewing a church mm -hmm. it's really important to remember you are interviewing the church as and much as the church as is interviewing you. you yeah so you got to ask the question yeah. you got to sniff stuff out i mean you yeah. got to be willing to to poke a little bit right yeah. um, they're poking they're asking tough questions because they've got things that are important to them yeah. you have things that are important to you um, so, you know, going back to can we leave w without it being messy, it's going to be messy. Yeah. So then the question becomes, well, can we, can we put our head on the pillow at night and feel good about our decision to leave? Yeah. And if you didn't ask good questions, yeah. and if you talked yourself into going to the church, it was a nicer part of town, it was mm -hmm. better pay, it was our first full-time youth ministry position, I just thought I had to take anything. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was, I, I hated my old church, I just had to get out. Yeah. And you didn't do your due diligence, yeah. and then you got there, that's on you. Yep. It's on you. If you do feel like you interviewed the church well, and you asked questions, and you feel like you had a, at the, at the time, true picture of the church, yeah. and you got there and it was completely different, yeah. then I think you share that with your senior pastor, mm -hmm. or your elders, or whoever, yeah. as part mm -hmm. of your reason for leaving, yeah. so they know. You feel good about it because, with all integrity, it was a different church than they presented to you. Yeah. But but it stops there. You and, know, you you have have examples, and you, you have examples, and you can point things yep. out. And, yeah. The thing so, is, so, though, is every church has unwritten rules. They have unwritten values. Yeah. They have unwritten pieces of their culture. And a lot of that stuff doesn't show up in an interview. Yeah. I mean, we've got it, right? Yeah. We, we've got a ton of it. And, and some of it we can identify, some of it we can't. Some of it we, we bring up when we're talking to potential people to join our youth team. Other stuff we forget to bring up. And I guarantee you, if you walk through our church, there are people on our campus, on our staff, who would say, yeah, it's not quite what I thought it was when I, when I said yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, because it's messy. So anyway, all that to say, um, interview well on the front end. Interview That's the church. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> interview the church. As much as they're interviewing you. Yeah, that's good. Right? Yeah. And if things are different, then mm -hmm. then I think you you got to move on yeah. under, under, you know, the, the correct circumstances. And but it's going to be messy. You know, I think he says well, we have to live out our calling, you know, to pursue lost people. Why not bring some of that culture to the church? I mean, I don't know if they've tried, right? But Yeah. I mean, if, if they've got a heart for evangelism and the church yeah. doesn't, is the church open to that? Yeah. Have they tried only to hit hit against? Yeah. You know, I maybe think God wants them to be the ones making the church more evangelistic. I think before you before leaving should be the last result. I think. I agree. I think you need to have conversations upon conversations of what you know. If you, it's, I would say how you do that. So there's kind of two parts. One, if you see something in the church that's not happening, has nothing to do with your area. It's not good for you to just go to the area and say, hey, you guys aren't reaching the lost. Right. Uh, you guys are focused on the believers and you're not reaching the lost. Well, you have no, right. that's a totally he, different. I would imagine he can make, is it he or she? He yeah. can make the youth ministry as evangelistic as he wants. I would think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. But I think, so that's one way. Yeah. You know, you don't want to do that. But if you do have a say-so in something, um, you know, how you run your department if you have the freedom to say you know what we want to go after the loss and, and that's a part of my you know that's a part of my heart that's a part of my calling so let's let's make sure that's a right. part of what we do 
but have as many conversations as you need. I think yeah. when you're in that process and you're thinking about this isn't right for me, exhaust all other options before you make the decision to go. Because you, you never want to miss God stretching you. Sometimes we can stay in our, well, that's, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to that's do. What I was just sometimes saying. God, sometimes it's God trying to stretch you out of the thinking that you, that has kind of like maybe have kept you yeah. from reaching your full well, potential. One year is an interesting time. One year is an interesting time because yeah. sometimes everything's perfect for the first year. Yeah. And then the honeymoon's over and things get a little bit challenging. I also think sometimes things are really challenging for the first year. Yeah. And then with longevity, you earn some chips and yep. some credibility. And I mean, I I don't want to tell somebody, yeah, don't leave after a year. Yeah. But there's a real strong part of me that says, man, it's yeah. your experience, your 25 years of experience is kind of is saying, can you wait another year? Yeah. Try another year. Yeah. Because. Maybe God brought you guys to that church to be change agents yeah. and to help a raise good, the a, bar a, of evangelism. That's great. Who is who is calling you? It's a student. <laughs> All right. Um, What's next? Good stuff. Good stuff. Good that. stuff. Um, okay. Good question. Tough question. Tough situation. Let's see. Okay. This is from Mark Hall, and he goes, everyone has had... Everyone has had, is having, will have those parents in their ministry. <laughs> What's well, a story from your church or maybe one that you could share for advice on how to deal with angry parents who may or may not have a good reason to be mad? Ew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's, I think you deal with them partly the same. Yeah. And partly differently. Because he said, what's some good advice to deal with parents who have or don't have a reason yeah. for being upset? Yeah. Right? I mean, when a parent has a reason for being upset, that's a whole different conversation than when you know they have no reason to be right. upset. Right. Um, story. Um, I've, I have a few, but a few I can't even share. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a few years young. Um, so but one, when I first started, I started really, it was super organic. Like, I saw a need in the church, and so I just began to, to do it. I, I saw a need of... Um, guys who were being raised by single parents back home in Michigan and I was like I was 22 at the time and I was like man you know they could totally use someone to just hang out with and and so I started once a month they would come over to my house me and Sandra had kind of just got we're in our second year of marriage so they would come over for the weekend it was about six or eight of them and they'd come over for the weekend we would go go-kart racing and stuff like that. And I'd have video games and pizza and we would just hang out and talk about life and stuff like that. Um, started doing it and it started gaining traction where people are like, people are like, oh man, my kid had such a great time with you guys and just felt like, you know, he could, he felt like he had somebody. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. Well, I didn't never announced it. So I was just doing this. Right. And quickly found that other parents were a little bit upset yep. because, of course, their kid didn't get put in. And, yeah. Yep. You know, and so why did my kid get invited? Why did my kid get invited? And, and so, <laughs> which, which unorganized but organized, be organized. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, any, <laughs> that was kind of like the, the first, I, my first interaction with a parent. Who, I had a parent call me irate. This is my very first youth ministry, so I'm 22, yeah. junior high ministry. 
we're doing a, a, a Halloween party, and at the end of the night, this kid in our that came to the event, I had seen him a couple times. He wasn't a church kid. I didn't know his parents. Our church is on a super busy street. Yeah. And our youth our youth center, the gymnasium, has steps down to the little tiny sidewalk and then a super busy street. Mm. So you kind of pay attention because, you know, it's yeah. Like, and this kid is taking our pumpkins that we had as decoration, and he's running out into one lane, like this lane of the two lanes of the busy street, and chucking the pumpkins at oncoming traffic coming up <laughs> the office way. And I see him do it once, and I start taking off, and as he's with a pumpkin running out into like oncoming traffic, oh. all I can think to do is just like grab him by the collar and, dude, what are you doing? I pull him yeah. back. Got a phone call from his mom the next day, irate, threatening to sue the church because I had put hands on her son. Oh, wow. And so I explained the situation. Yeah. I said, man, I thought he's, he's going to get hit by a car. He's going to hit a car with a pumpkin and cause an accident. Yeah. I said, in my concern for everybody's safety, yeah. all I could think to do was to grab him and pull him off the street. He was in the center of the street. Yeah. And she said, I don't care. You're never allowed to lay any hand on my son. So I said, in my smart-alecky 22-year-old, I say, yeah. so just to clarify, if I should happen to see Ricky ever running into oncoming traffic <laughs> again, and my only choice to save his life is to touch him, you are saying I cannot touch your son. And she said, well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, but there's always going to be upset parents. Yeah. Here, here's, here's kind of what I've learned. It doesn't happen every time. Yeah. Um, most upset parents, even if they if they have a good reason or they don't have a good reason, most upset parents really just want to be heard. Yeah, they want their concerns to be taken seriously, right? They want to be validated. Um, so as soon as you get defensive, as soon as you try to turn the tables back on them, yeah, as soon as you just get dismissive, you can get dis defensive isn't good, and neither is dismissive when you yeah. just blow them off. You, just, you parents want to be heard. They want their concerns to be taken seriously. Um, one of the things that, that I have used, I learned it from our old internship director, Dean White, um, is the feel, felt, found approach to yeah. dealing with upset parents. So whatever their concern is, you say, so I'll, I'll take Ricky's mom. Yeah. Mrs. Ricky, I can understand why you would feel upset that I put hands on your son. Yeah. In fact, most parents would feel the same way. Yeah. Feel, felt, um, feel, felt found. I can understand how you would feel. Most parents have felt the same way yeah. if their son or daughter got. Here's, here's what I found. What I found is usually um, people have a pretty good reason why they would Do grab something. your son in that kind of circumstance. Here's what I found. I found that more often than not, um, especially in our church, all of our youth workers are trained, what I found is we, we never lay hands on kids unless there's a, 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 a safety, a yeah. danger in their own lives. So the feel felt found. Yeah. Ma'am, I can understand why you'd feel that your son was left out of my, of my group. Yeah. Um, man, in fact, I, I talked to another mom who felt the same way. Yeah. You know, other moms, here's what, here's what I found. I, I found that, you know, as long as we keep communication going, yeah. as long as we trust the best in each other, I found that we can eventually figure out how to resolve it. And you just feel felt found. It's not a perfect formula. Yeah. But you just want to look for ways to take their needs seriously. Yeah. The, the, the most pissed off parents oftentimes become your biggest fans yeah. if you take their concerns seriously. Yeah. I would say one tip for is just take the road of humility. Yeah. I think, you know, it's so easy. You even being in the right. And I think that's 
kind of goes along the line with the um, feel, felt, found. It's just taking a road of humility and, you know, because if, for me, if I find out that I could have prevented something, in any case, I'm just going to take that for the team. I'm going right. I'm, I'm to take the road of humility and go, you know what, we could have, you know, done better. I would rather have a fan, for sure, than a foe and a parent, right. even if it costs me to eat some humble pie. Yeah. Yep. Eat it, put the yep. napkin in your shirt, <laughs> and go to town. Yeah. In the long run, it's going to pay off. Right. In the long run, it's going to pay off because what's most important is that student. Right. And that student and their family, and that their family belong to the church. And if I can, I want to make sure that I always keep right. that bridge open. Right. And if if I have to, you know, it's not falsely taking the taking the fall, right. but I really want to search the situation and say, you know what, if I would have, if we would have had this in place, right. you know what, this would have never happened. Yeah. Let's forget who's right and let's just right. do what's right yeah. and, yep. and, and move forward. And that's the biggest. Andy Stanley says, I've heard him say it a couple times, I love it. He says, never lose a relationship because you want a point. Like, don't, don't be so concerned about winning the point of the debate or the argument that you lose the relationship. Um, I think that's wise when we're dealing with frustrated parents. Lots of frustrated parents have no real logical reason. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a court of law, we could, we could break down their argument and win the case. Yeah. We don't need to win every case. And, and if you do decide you have to push back, yeah. put some distance between it, right? In the heat of the moment... When that parent's upset, that's yeah. not the time to push back. It's just yeah. going to escalate. Yeah. Eat your humble pie, put some distance, and then follow up a day or two later mm -hmm. with a phone call and say, hey, can we talk about what happened yeah. at, at youth group the other night? Hey, can we talk about your concerns about summer camp? Yeah. And, and late, most of the time, cooler heads prevail. Yeah. If, if we just give it a little bit of space. I just noticed that this thing have a timer on. Really? Yeah. We're so over time. We're 25 minutes. We are? Yeah. Okay, we'll cut it. Which we'll is cut cool. it down. All right. Um, Send your emails. Yes, yeah, send your emails. TalkYouthMinistry at gmail.com. You can also look us up on iTunes. Just search Let's Talk Youth Ministry. You're watching this on morethandodgeball.com or you're on YouTube. You can click the subscribe button. That's probably like right here. There it is. And subscribe it. and you'll receive it in the email, in your email. All right. See you guys. Great time, dude. So I'll see you Peace tonight. out. See you at your house tonight.